Welcome to the Project Rook Podcast, your holistic pursuit of health and wellness. Welcome to episode 91 with the Project Rook Podcast. You know what we do here. We're talking health and wellness, holistic health and wellness, common sense health and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by Wellness with Jazz, that's J-A-Z dot com. And today, my friends, I have a special guest now. You listen to me long enough, you know, I don't have a lot of guests on. However, when I do, I think you should probably listen. Um, And basically, this is what we're doing. As we go through the process of me trying to share the possibilities when it comes to your health, when it comes to your wellness, when when it comes to considering a different perspective, I think it's important to hear directly from those who are doing the work, those who have done the work and hashtag results matter. So today's topic, we're just talking about curing the incurable and man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be labeled a point and we're going to jump right into this thing. But the beautiful young lady that I have on the line, Miss Jasmine Janae, has a remarkable story and there are hundreds and thousands of these stories and it is my hope that sharing these stories letting you hear it directly from the horse's mouth will spark something in you if it's nothing else but you considering the possibility not you know necessarily changing your mind but just considering what's possible so with that being said, welcome, Miss Jasmine. Hi, thank you so much for having me. How are you? I'm great. I'm always great. <laughs> I think that after, you know, you suffer with a chronic illness, you appreciate every day. So I'm good. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to have you on. I've, I've mentioned a while ago that I wanted to have you on because I love your story. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's genuine and I think it's real. Um, mm-hmm. So... Tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of, you know, where you are, what you do right now and kind of how you got into this whole health and wellness scene. Okay. Well, my name is Jasmine. Um, I help people understand the importance of healing our bodies through holistic diet and lifestyle changes so that we're able to take full control over our health and happiness. Um, I was diagnosed with POTS, which is an autoimmune disease. It's also called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. It's a mouthful. <laughs> um, but going through the whole recovery and healing myself is what led me to helping others heal because I just realized through my own um, experience that doctors don't really know what they're talking about when it comes to chronic illness. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> Now, 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 this is a theme that I harp on a lot, and it, this is no disrespect to those doctors 
who are. But unfortunately, eh, as we're seeing many of them for whatever reason, and it may not be just because they're just, you know, evil people, just because how they've been taught and that they cannot go beyond their left brain (laughs) to -hmm. consider anything else. So when you right. when you talk about your illness, I mean, walk us through this thing. I, I mean, the name is one thing, but your day to day life, right? First of all, how are you diagnosed? Like, what led up? Where did it start in small symptoms? Did it come on mm-hmm. all of a sudden? What was that that process like? So my whole life, I've struggled with anxiety. Um, But I linked that to, you know, eating a whole bunch of junk food. When I got sick, I was actually a vegan, a junk food vegan. Uh And so, (laughs) you know, you always hear people say, oh, the vegan diet, you're going to be so healthy. You'll have no health problems. Well, that's not true. And so at the beginning of November of 2016, I remember being in the bathroom and just falling. And I yelled for my mom because I felt this feeling of impending doom. And I'll never forget that feeling. Um, And she ran in with an ice pack and, you know, we sat there and I was crying and I told her, I don't know what this is. Like, you know, a few weeks prior, I had been kind of forgetful. Um, I had heart palpitations, but I was, you know, you kind of just shrug it off as, uh, you know, maybe I ate something bad. Um, And so after I fell on the floor a few days later, I was rushed to the ER because I thought I was having a heart attack at 22. My chest was tight. I couldn't breathe. Um, And after they did some blood work, they said, you know, we don't know what's going on. You seem fine. They gave me an IV that helped for about an hour. And then I felt the symptoms all over again. And I went to the ER about four times before a doctor came and saw me. And he said, hey, do you have any heart problems? And I told him I was born with a hole in my heart, but it's never caused any issues. So he said, okay, well, I'd like for you to go see your cardiologist. So I went to see my cardiologist. We did a sit and stand test, which is it measures your beats per minute. And my heartbeat raised, I mean, through the roof. It was unbelievable. And I felt so dizzy when I would stand up. I could barely walk. And he handed me a pamphlet that said living with pots. And he didn't offer any real solutions. All he told me was, you know, you might live with this for five to 10 years or your whole life. That's it. And, you know, when you go home, eat some pretzels and drink some Gatorade. That was, yeah. (laughs) Wow. So, so basically it was, oh, okay, this is what you have. Eh, um, There's really nothing that we can do about it. Exactly. So were you prescribed any medications? Um, he did want to put me on beta blockers, but he said, you know, this could send you into severe depression. It could increase your anxiety. It could increase your heart palpitations. And with your heart problem or the hole in your heart, I don't know if you want to do that. And I just knew in that moment, that's not something that I wanted to do. Right. So once from that point thereafter, did you, mm-hmm. were you able to kind of keep a place of maintaining that or did you begin to spiral and get worse? So I believe in the um, placebo effect. And so once he told me I could live with this my whole life, as soon as that appointment was over, I felt my symptoms get 10 times worse. Um, And that's what caused me to be bedridden for three months. I was basically mute. I didn't laugh. I didn't speak. All I did was cry. Um, And 
you know, I tried his way. I tried eating a lot of salt. I tried eating pretzels. I tried eating pickles. I tried drinking nothing but Gatorade and it made everything worse. And so that's when I decided to start researching and see if anyone has healed themselves. And I, I went on some websites that weren't so great because, you know, with chronic illnesses, people are like, oh, you can't heal it. It's crazy. You know, don't believe the people that say they can heal. And so I started to believe that myself, like I'm only 22. My life is over. Um, but then I found someone on YouTube who was super helpful in my recovery and he healed himself of chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, um, POTS as well. And so, yeah, seeing him, it motivated me to heal myself. So this is what I'm wondering, like the moment, like what, what, what was that? Cause I'm trying to really help people who have a hard time coming out of the programming that most of us have been under or are under. So mm-hmm. when when you say to us that it is a possibility your doctor could be wrong or hey guy, girl, your doctor isn't god. You know, mm-hmm. they don't get they don't they're not allowed to give you a life sentence of illness and or death. Like what was the moment of and I don't know if you actually know the time that transpired, but what was the moment when you were like that something even in the midst of your doubt, it was a little tinkering of something that said, I'm not going to accept this. Mm-hmm. It, it I know the exact another moment. possibility or something. Uh huh. So it was when I found that person on YouTube and I was binge watching all of his all of his videos and I came across one and he said, you have two choices. You stay sick or you work your ass off to heal. That's it. Period. Crying isn't going to help you. You know, saying, oh, what was me isn't going to help you. Wishing this wasn't your life isn't going to help you. You either work or you stay sick. And that's when I decided, OK, that's it. I'm going to do everything I can to heal myself. So what did you start doing? Like, what were your first processes? The first thing I did was go raw vegan and start incorporating celery juice because I suffered with severe IBS. And within three months, I healed all of my digestive issues and I could feel myself healing. Right. And for those who don't know, Mm -hmm. IBS is? Irritable bowel syndrome. So a digestive disorder. Right. So when you start that process, right mm-hmm. how was your home life how was your family life like when you you now because I imagine that you know you being sick usually has an impact on those around you and they mm-hmm. are concerned and they're actually listening to what the doctors say so when you venture off on a path that goes outside of that how did that affect your circle well um I didn't really leave my house much. And so with my family, my mom was very understanding because she would watch the videos with me. You know, the first three months where I was bedridden, all I, all we did together was cry. And she would tell me, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, but I'm here for you. My dad, he works a lot, um, but he was also very supportive. He would come home if I felt, you know, dizzy or weak or I couldn't cook my own food. Um, But it was very stressful for everyone involved because no one really knew what was going on. This isn't a common thing to talk about. You know, not a lot of people are healing themselves. They just take the pills their doctor prescribes and live with the symptoms. And so even when I started 
you know, eating raw, I dealt with a lot of detox symptoms. And you can think that you're getting worse, but that's just your body, you know, getting ready to heal. And so they were understanding, but it was very stressful. Right. So what was your first signs of improvement or or did it kind of get worse before it got better? It got worse before it got better. Definitely. Uh, The the three months that I was raw, the first month, I would say I was dizzy every day. Um, I had shortness of breath. I felt I had a lot of brain fog and I was um, what's the word? I suffered with depersonalization that kind of it's like a feeling where you're outside of your body. That's a really scary feeling. Um, But the first sign of improvement was when my digestive issues started to heal and I didn't have runny stool or anything. They were actually solid, which was like so great because your gut is your second brain. And for that to be so out of whack was terrifying. And did you deal with, you know, any nausea or bloating or... Um, you say yours were running because I know for some people theirs is the opposite. You know, when their gut is out of whack, it could be you know severe constipation, mm-hmm. or their bowels aren't moving like mine were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what was the question again? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Um. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> My mind went blank. Um, we were talking about your stool, just any other symptom. We start talking oh, gut yeah, yeah, issues, yeah. you know, bloating, uh-huh. nausea. Um, you know, those were like come those particularly come to mind because those are were my huge ones when my gut was mm-hmm. out of whack. Um, you know, everything I ate made me nauseated. And mm-hmm. I was the the day or the night when I was like, something is really wrong. I think I'd ate some pizza and my literally blew up like I was six months pregnant firm yes you know like a like what the hell is going on here and it's so painful yeah it is so painful so yeah I had bloating and um bloating so bad I couldn't sleep but I was in tears wow wow Mm -hmm. now part of your story that I find interesting is that you were a hundred pounds overweight in the midst Mm -hmm. of all of this and that as you began the process of healing yourself of your chronic illness you actually experienced a hundred pound weight loss that did not include exercise right so the weight loss actually happened uh six months or so before i got sick but during that yeah but during that year i was you know just eating plant foods. I wasn't eating processed foods. I stayed away from a lot of sugar. I wasn't eating meat or dairy. And when I was losing the weight, I was very focused. But once I got to my goal weight is when I kind of went back to the, oh, you know, I'm smaller now. I can eat whatever I want. And that's how I ended up getting sick. But through a plant-based lifestyle, I was able to lose 100 pounds without exercise. So this is interesting. This is interesting because I a couple episodes had was discussing, you know, the topic of <laughs> processed vegan and the mm-hmm. idea that you can eat whatever you want and it's okay. So I'm just going to reiterate, make sure I have this correct. So you went plant based and you were able to lose 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of that or thereafter, it was kind of free for all. You've lost the weight 
and you were on a heavily processed diet. And then shortly thereafter, you start experiencing your illness. Correct. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting how that works. <laughs> yep. Processed food will get you. Wow. Okay. So let me ask this. During this journey, during this process of, uh, process of, of healing yourself or bringing it back. Well, let me just say this because some people may want to know. How long now are you still in the midst of healing yourself or have you really on you know physically reversed all of the symptoms and the and the problems that you have in regard to your condition? I've reversed all the symptoms. I don't have any symptoms lingering. But I will say that if I go off track and let's say I eat something with canola oil or, you know, I have a vegan cookie, Mm -hmm. I will feel joint pain and I will feel kind of a fogginess. It's not nearly as bad as it was, but I can recognize when I shouldn't have eaten something. Right. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So during this process, did you have any setbacks as you were working through, you know, going one route and, okay, that doesn't work as well as I thought, or it was working, it's no longer working, let me switch this way, whatever. It could be physically Mm -hmm. or mentally. Did you have any setbacks? And and if if so, how did you push past that? I think all of my setbacks were mental. Um, And I guess some physical because some symptoms did get worse. As you know, when you detox, you kind of go through a healing crisis. Um, But I would say every few months I would have about two weeks of just pure, just heavy brain fog, uncontrollable emotions, fatigue. You know, I was actually suicidal a few times. And I remember in the kitchen, I just fell to my knees and I told my mom, I don't want to be alive anymore. I don't want to do this. I can't. And Um, that was really difficult to go through, but in my room, I have sticky notes or I had sticky notes that said, I am healing. I am healed. I am the one who will heal others. And that just kept me out of how, how I was feeling in the present moment and made me focus on the bigger picture. And actually when that whole thing went down in the kitchen, my mom said, Jasmine, you have to remember that this is not your life. This is a moment in your life and you're going through this for a reason. And that really stuck with me because it's so easy to get to get stuck in how you're feeling right now, you know, how crappy you feel right now. But it's not going to last forever, especially if you're doing the work. Right. Absolutely. Mindset. I mean, I mean, that's huge. And I, and I want to mm-hmm. reiterate just to people that what you were able to do, you were told was incurable, meaning mm-hmm. there is no cure for this. It could get somewhat better, could get worse, but there is no way to get rid of this condition. Right. How significant? I mean, you. I will all. I'm always kind of harping on the mind and understanding the role that it plays in how you can eat very well, but if mentally you are not well. And you feed the exact opposite of what it is that you want. It is very difficult to make any progress. I would say damn near impossible. So how Mm -hmm. significant of a role do you think mindset play 
in your healing process. And I don't even know, I believe on a subconscious level, just in as your spirit, you knew this, right? Your spirit mm-hmm. itself knew this. You may not consciously have understood what was going on at the time, but what was were the things that you kind of used to assist? Like you, you talk about one of your weakest moments, but in the midst of that, you still had affirmations. Mm-hmm. So it had to be something that you knew like, okay, mentally I'm going to have to kind of work through my mindset. So what specific things did you kind of use to assist you, you know, in addition to diet in helping mm-hmm. you kind of mold your mindset? Well, like I mentioned earlier, I always remembered what that guy said. He said, you stay sick or you work. You have two options. That's it. The only way out is to work through it. And so that always kept me going because I'm like, you know, I'm not going to quit. I can't commit suicide. I can't just cry all day. I have to do something even at my lowest points. Yes, I would kind of sulk in it maybe for that day or for a week. But I would always come out of it because I know that I'm strong. I know I'm going to heal. And those sticky notes are really helpful. Um, Other than that, I went to see a chiropractor, which I believe was very helpful because, like I said, I didn't leave my house at all for nine months. And so going there was kind of like a little trip. It was I was able to be around. Yeah. I was able to be around you know, people, even though I couldn't really walk or I had severe anxiety, it was just nice to be in a different environment and see people who wanted you to heal and be supportive of you. And then um, I also did emotional focus therapy with a woman that I won um, like a contest for the Hill documentary. I won a session with her and we worked through some of my childhood traumas and some things I was holding on to. And that's when I really felt my healing take off. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, because oftentimes we were looking surface level, not not realizing that every physical ailment has a metaphysical root. Right. As a woman, right? And, and even though mm-hmm. you you know, you were young, 22, but How do you feel that your health kind of impacted your personal relationships, whether it was your friends, your families, romantically, how just being in, and the reason I'm asking this question is because to me, there's nothing worse than just living a, a life where you're not well, because it just Mm -hmm. trickles over into every other aspect of your life where you literally become the negative Nancy, you don't even know it like that because you, you legitimately don't feel well, you don't feel Mm -hmm. good. Like, how does that, how personally for you, how did that impact your relationships? Um, and so with my anxiety, um, it got so much worse during recovery just because when I would feel those symptoms, it would scare me to the point that I just wanted to be by myself. And so I would be in my room a lot. Like I mentioned, I didn't leave my house really at all for nine months. And so even being around my family, once I started healing, I had to work through that social anxiety. And that's something that I'm still working through because it was so severe. Um, I couldn't walk through a store by myself without having a panic attack. I could barely hang out with my own family members. And so as a person with a chronic illness, It's not just, oh, you know, this person's sick. She doesn't feel good. It's you can barely shower by yourself. You can't make your own food. You need help to the restroom. You know, 
these people have to help you do so much and they don't have to. Right. It's good if you have supportive people around you, but you're really kind of on your own. And that's such a scary feeling, especially at 22. And so I was just very introverted and I didn't talk basically. Wow. So it really Mm -hmm. is when we say debilitating condition that like it really is. Wow. Yeah. Let me ask this. When, as you've, you know, work through your process um how so I imagine if you were you know in the house for a period of nine months Mm -hmm. 2018 2017 social media how did that impact like how did you you know, because it can work both ways. It's so easy mm-hmm. to be in the social media world and you could attach to people with your story and go down the lane of, I'm feeling sorry for myself. There's nothing that I can do. See, I told you I couldn't heal this because there goes someone else who couldn't heal it either. Mm-hmm. Versus there is another lane of, here are some possibilities. Here's another example of healing. Like, did you have to begin the the shedding process of your social media, quote unquote, family and friends? Absolutely. 100%. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with seeing the negativity on my timeline. So I unfollowed a lot of people. Um, even on Instagram, I tried to stay off of there because when you're in the house and you feel so sick and all these symptoms and, you know, you feel like you're missing out on your life. It's hard to really go on Instagram and see people your age on a beach, you know, drinking and partying and having this great time. So I stayed off Instagram for the most part. And with Twitter, I uh, followed a lot of raw vegans, a lot of people who were healing themselves. And I even DM'd a few and they were very helpful. They were saying, you know, you can heal. I healed. It's possible. Here are some things I did. Try it out. Let me know how it works for you. And so I really appreciate those people because they made a difference in my journey. Awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I see that you, you know, you've progressed. You now are helping people. What what parallels have you seen, just personally and maybe even from observing others, between health? and overall success, like you now being in a place of health and wellness, how has that trickled over to overall success in life for you? Before getting sick, I was kind of, um, I guess an attention seeker. I was promiscuous. I was the typical party girl. Um, But after really focusing on getting my health together, I just feel more grateful. I feel grounded. I'm more logical. My emotions aren't out of whack. Um, And I know what my passion is now. And I'm working towards building my own empire every day. And so, you know, as bad as the chronic illness seems to people, it was really life changing for me. And I'm very grateful, grateful for it. It's also allowed my family to transition to veganism um, and start their own healing journey. So, you know, it was it was bad in the moment, but it's so great now. Right. Absolutely. So for anyone listening right now who 
is suffering and it maybe it wasn't as bad as, as, as your condition or as severe, but some type of debilitating condition or something that a doctor has said, listen, this is incurable. Okay. It may be lupus. It could be HIV. It could be cancer, whatever. And it may not mm-hmm. even be that extreme. It just could be, hey, you're going to have, I, I've, <laughs> I've been hearing everything from even chronic um, acne. Like, hey, mm-hmm. that's just what you have. You're just going to have it. It's <laughs> called adult acne. That's what it is. Like, to the person who literally is feeling without hope, like, that place that you used to be in, like, what is, what would be some advice that you would offer them? I would say, you know your body better than anyone else. Um, don't accept that sentence from a doctor because they're trained to know what they know. They don't, they don't know you personally. They don't know how your body's going to react to different things, but you know, and that spirit inside of you knows more than anyone. Um, and something that helped me was journaling. Even if I had a horrible day, I would journal what I went through. And at the end of the paragraph or the pages, I would write, but it's okay because you're still healing you're going to heal. It's all about your belief and those affirmations. Even if you don't feel it right now, just write it out. And over time, you'll feel yourself become more positive. Um, And also, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad because for a long time, I was grieving over my old life because I knew I could Mm. never go back to it. Um, And so you just kind of have to accept your feelings and really feel them and, you know, dive into them. Why am I feeling this? How can I get through this? And that's why I think journaling is so beneficial. So it's really just the affirmations and spending time with yourself, getting to know why you feel the things that you feel. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like the ending point, too, on the on the journaling. It's okay because you're still healing. I like that. Mm -hmm. That, That's yeah, that's good. Um. Wow, that was good. <laughs> I like that. I it, I saw one the other day on I can't remember who um shared it on Twitter, but it was um you know instead of saying I messed up, it was they said they've changed it to I'm figuring it out. Oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. figure it out or something. I'm in the process of figuring it out. And we underestimate the words, you know, that we say constantly. And, and a belief is just something that you tell yourself repeatedly. And that's why it, it becomes so strong, becomes so powerful, because you tell yourself that over and over. Like, I'm such an idiot. I'm always sick. I'm always tired. Nothing ever works. It's always one thing after another. But you're saying that in a bad, in regards to something bad, not good. And Mm -hmm. those things just compound. And exactly the part that I think we don't, that's the part we don't see when it comes to illness. We, you know, that doesn't appear as a rash that's happening Mm -hmm. on the inside. Wow. This was good. So yeah, (laughs) just a recap, right guys. So we're talking about, First of all, because you know I'm going to hone in on this, right? The junk food vegan. So yes, 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 yes. Was she able to lose the weight? Absolutely. The weight came off. However, because there were no was no regard for 
the food and the ingredients of what she was putting in her body, what did we see? We saw illness begin to form. Doctor says, hey, here go a brochure. <laughs> Here's what you got. Go and drink some damn Gatorade and eat some pretzels. Really? <laughs> wow. Woo. <laughs> but mm-hmm. something within her. And so when I refer to common sense, right, I don't really, I'm not talking about what we refer to as common because what's common nowadays is stupidity. But I'm talking about common in the thing that is relatable and connected to all of us. And I'm talking, I'm referring to divine wisdom. That's in all of us. I know for sure. Now we may have silenced it. We may be ignoring it, but it's there. That something said, it's gotta be something. Let me, let me just, cause nothing is a coincidence. Whenever you start being led to something, if you're listening to this right now, it's not a coincidence. If you listen to this episode, right? You haven't listened to any other episode, but you listen to this. It's not a coincidence. You've been led to follow some. You see something pop up on social media. Or you're led to a book. It's for a reason. It's something that is saying there are possibilities. There, There is maybe. Like if you can't say yes just yet, maybe. Maybe that's possible. So, I'm going to give the floor to Ms. Jasmine. This was awesome. I just want to share the stories of those people who have healed. And mm-hmm. it looks different for different people. Um, I don't know everybody's individual story. People message me all the time. And my answers are always the same. doesn't matter. You can name whatever condition you want. They're rooted in the same thing. Imbalance in the mm-hmm. body. Trash diet trash thinking um a lot of times childhood trauma mind body spirit those are the three components so if you are interested in you know hearing more i believe you have a youtube right i do yes so tell the people where they can find you and your social media and your website Okay, I just want to mention that this was another uh, life changing thing for me because I would say, you know, I have a disease. When Ooh. I changed it to my body is in dis-ease, it's unbalanced. That's it. This is not my life. This disease isn't mine. My body is imbalanced. Everything changed. I was able to focus on healing. I wasn't stuck in the, oh my gosh, it's, it's a disease. It's incurable. No, no, no. My body just isn't balanced and I can fix that. Mm. So that's when things really started to change for me. But <laughs> that's good, um, though. I, that's good. Yeah. If I could just jump in there, this is oh. huge because every disease now, and I'm not going to say all of it is ill intended because I think sometimes we do mean well, but every disease now is becoming a movement and they want people to become the face of a movement. And so you, you, we have a tendency to grab holes to these things and we go get the t-shirt and we put, we put up the little symbols with our hands and we take pictures and we say, I am, I am diabetes and I am cancer. And I like, no, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you don't, yeah, you don't, don't know what you're saying, right? That's not you. Don't make an identity with something that, do you understand what a contradiction is? You're saying you want to rid yourself of this, but yet you've made it a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. That was all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I do have a YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Jasmine Janae. 
I also have a website where I provide ebooks um, that will help you heal as well as plant-based meal plans that you can order. And that's on wellnesswithjazz.com. And I will be doing six-month programs very soon, and it'll be updated on my website. And that is Jasmine with a Z. Yes. Absolutely. And your Twitter, that's Jasmine. My Twitter, yeah, my Twitter is Jasmine Janae as well as my Instagram. Well, there you have it, good people. We're talking, we have talked. Curing the incurable. And these are just, this is just one of many stories, man. The list goes on and on. And whether it's diabetes, whether it's cancer, whether it's IBS, whether it's POTS, whether any type of quote unquote autoimmune condition, the idea that your body has just became an idiot and it is trying to fight you and destroy you for no apparent reason, mm, it doesn't add up. So mm-hmm. you have to choose which narrative you want to believe. I'm not telling you which one to believe. I'm trying to give you different resources. I'm trying to provide the information so you can see for yourself, right? I think that the entire story is not being told. I'm not here right. to, you know, dispute what kind of I am. Let me stop lying. I am here to dispute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> but I'm trying to show to show you that they're just, what if, look, I've said this before. I say it all the time. The thing that changed my life was when I asked myself one fundamental question. What if I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. What if I'm wrong? Everything that I've believed up until this point, and I really like right or wrong, subjective, yada, yada, but you get what I'm saying. What if everything that I've been taught about health, about wellness, what if I'm wrong? (laughs) Have you considered that possibility? And before you listen to Jasmine's story or anyone else that I may have on and share, before you think that, oh, it can happen for them, you know, I guess I guess she can because she had her mom there. I didn't. Ha- I don't have my mom. Or well, she was able to lose weight and I couldn't because we we will find something that just we can attach to to make us feel better about just staying in this stuck place. Before you accept that, though, right? Just just consider, just consider for a moment, right? Why why would you? just be chosen and picked to be ill, right? If you believe that you're a divine being, right? You didn't even have to come into the physical experience. So why, why, why would you come here to be sick and to suffer? It doesn't make any sense, right? And some other person, right, came, right? They experienced sickness and they was able to overcome it, but no, not you, I just, this is just my fate and there's nothing I can do about it. It don't make sense, guys, is what I'm trying to share with you. It doesn't make sense. You can heal mind, body, and spirit. Jasmine, thank you so much. So, so much. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, I think we talked about it all. Just keep that belief that you can heal and you will heal. Do the work. There you go. That's all I got, good people. Until next time. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Project Rook Podcast. Remember, you are your greatest assignment.
Until next time.